we all have things buried deep. For some of us, it's intentional. For others, it could be a survival tactic. But in order for you to heal and grow into your purpose, into who you were truly meant to be, sometimes you gotta have those uncomfortable conversations. Man, it's time we unpacked. Welcome. This is a long time coming, bro. That it is, that it is. What's going on? My name is Aaron Eason, better known as Mr. Always Good, Never Bad. I'm Greg Figaro on the Instagram and social media platforms. I go by Felony Fit. And today we're going to present to you uh, our first episode of a project we've been working on, and it's called Unpack. What we're going to do here, and you know, my bro, I, I, I've been working on this concept, and then as soon as I called him, it, he just took it to level 20, you know what I'm saying? And um, we decided to kind of like just sit down and chop it up with you. Okay, so every time we enter into a new relationship or a new event or a new experience in our life, we bring with us the things that we've accumulated along the way. Um, so in essence, we all carry with us baggage. We've heard that term before. And the reason why we titled this show Unpacked is because it's giving ourselves, ourselves, um, for a multitude of reasons, but it's giving ourselves and our viewers and interactive listeners an opportunity to be honest with themselves and to unpack those bags and to deal with that trauma and that baggage and that accumulated loss and pain and fear and anything else that might taint relationships and experiences going forward. Now, the reason why we came up with this is because if you know me, I'm I'm big on just unpacking my stuff, not on people, but for myself. Um, every time I go through something, I'm I'm super introspective, and I think that, you know, because my passion and ambition to grow and be someone that, you know, I've always imagined, I I always know that there's something that I'm holding on to, or there's something that I'm dragging along me that needs to be delivered from me, or I need to address, and a lot of times. People misinterpret that as um, me either talking too much or me and my feelings too much. I really don't be caring because my my success is predicated on me working on me. And a lot of things that I want to work on, you know, gets me delivered from the people that I don't need to be around or like that are no good for me. And so we came up with this concept. And I think that the best way to approach this is to use some imagery. And so... Uh, I'll call, I call Greg, Greg, first of all, Greg, because I barely say Greg. I, don't, I either call you G or felony. felony. <laughs> it's not weird. But um, we'll get to that. Right, right. Um, that I call Greg, and I'm like, yo, well, we've been talking about this for like maybe a year, bro. I mean, more than that, I think that- Like the moment we met for, almost- I was about to say, from the minute we kind of met, we got a couple workouts in, and we got to know each other's energy and vibe, I think that- Everything else from there, every conversation, yeah, every it's been super, has been super raw organic. and authentic. Yeah, yeah and just... and you'll get to know us as 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 friends at through this. As we got kind of came to this, we kept trying to figure out how to address some real stuff, real issues that we go through, and pro project it through uh, an idea or a project like this. And so I, I call him. If I could interject for just one second, I think that it's imperative to say that. I think we both met at a point in our lives where we were already doing some type of introspective work, yeah. work on who we were. So when your energy is aligned in a certain way, 
and you meet someone whose energy is moving in that same direction, that's saying real, recognize real, so you're looking right. familiar, and to, it tends to, to show itself and to illustrate itself. So I think the fact that we were already looking for ways to kind of be expressive and be, you know, vulnerable and heal and grow and attain some things in our lives, I think that we found inadvertently in each other, you know, like a release valve where I could just, you know, my brother could identify with these things. So I don't have to worry about being vulnerable in front of you. Or being like, like fake or or like like the opposite of it, like trying to hide things, but try and figure out how to express it at the same time. We, because we everybody's literally... real, but nobody's keeping it real. Nah, like, and it's funny it because we've, we've expressed a lot of real things. We've gone through a lot of real things. So it's the stage of being very, very clear about how we could connect has been the best, like the best experience. And so I call him the other day and I'm like, yo, all right, so how, how are we going to do this? And how do you want to do this? Like, what, is this something that you just want to sit down and chop it up? Because like we talk a lot. It's cool. He's like, yo, I got this idea. The concept, the show, the name of the show, Unpacked, is exactly that. It's going to allow us to unpack the baggage that we accumulate over time. And with that, we brought ourselves a bag here to illustrate that baggage like whatever you carrying which you might look good things might be okay you might be okay with carrying that bag but if you don't know what's going on in there if you don't have an idea of how that's affecting your character affecting your attitude your 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 energy you're going to be giving off things from that bag unconsciously right. without uh knowing how you're putting energy out into the world and you're almost being a detriment to yourself right. as you continue to accumulate more of that negative or that unuseful. Well, think of the bag as your presentation to the world. You know, people see a Louis Vuitton bag, a Gucci bag, Prada bag, and they assume money, they assume wealth, they assume prestige, you know? Flyness. And that's what we do. We want to give off a certain persona, a certain <laughs> appearance, you know? Yeah. Because everybody judges everybody else based on what people have. Right, what that person owns, Mostly. what that person wears, and we create this outer shell. Me, myself, I do it in the gym. You do it in the gym. Other people's do it in department stores, you know. But you create a shell and you create a facade for yourself that you present to the world. But inside that shell, inside that bag, inside that luggage, you carry with you the real parts the, of you. The real parts of you. The pain, things you accom uh, accumulate across the way. You know, accomplishments. You know feelings, emotions, trauma, things like that, that you stuff away. Mm -hmm. Not because you don't want to break it down and identify it, but because life is happening. Life yeah. is happening. And a lot of times being introspective in the process is like another job. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a avenue of vulnerability yeah. of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So we want you to be uncomfortable with that process. <laughs> being uncomfortable is the only way to unpack Yeah, yeah. And... The understanding that your loved ones and the people around you won't always be comfortable while you're unpacking your bags is something that is also important to stress because as you address things that affect you and who you are, sometimes that's going to mean affect addressing people. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know? So... And, well, the, the weird part is there's a version of you that you need to address too. 
a lot of times like we're 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 okay with telling a story about who we are and then running with that story to keep us from addressing the things that we actually have to do for ourselves. And there's a version of you that you're not becoming because of that, because you're clinging to a narrative. All right, so we talked about the bag and 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 its, its, its contents. Let's let's discuss um, let's discuss social media and the phone and and its different effects on us. I feel like I found a way to really, really like I'm not all the way there yet, but I've I found a way to utilize my phone to benefit my future and my growth. I do do a lot of different things on my phone that do not distract me from my progress. Um, but there 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 are times where I get I get lost, whether it's apps that I shouldn't be on or I'm engaging in poor communication, like different things. Um, and it can be a distraction that um, I'm not addressing because, you know, it's a phone. You know, you don't really think too much about it. Right. Um, but weirdly enough, that's that's like, that's a third of how people operate and function on their day-to-day. Listen, man, as two residents of the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, the tri-state area, um, New Yorkers for all intents and purposes, the phone in and of itself is like the key to the abyss. In the place where, you know, one of the most horrific events in American history took place, you'd be so surprised to see how many people in this city are oblivious to what's going on around them because they're distracted by their phone, you know? And then enter into that conversation, social media. I mean, it's an avenue. It's a, I call it, you know, the, the, the key to the abyss because once you go down that rabbit hole, and start to create and recreate and recreate who you are based on what who you think viewers want you yeah, to see. Yeah, it's true. You lose yourself. That's a fact. You lose yourself. Now, there is a benefit to everything, right? There's yeah. a benefit to everything. So when social media launched, you know, it created a platform for people with talent or people who thought they had talent or ability or hobbies that they wanted to share with the world to kind of springboard it out there and get people to see it. But what it has metastasized into and what it has become, you know, because you see some people reach these levels of success. Yeah. Now you have a bunch of other people who don't know the work that went into that. Right. So like, it's crazy you say that because um, a lot of people pay attention to what people went through. Even if they tell their story, they just pay attention to what people went through. And they don't really pay attention to how they used what they went through to right. get to the levels that they are. Right. And a lot of times what happens with the, you know, the spectators, the large percentage of people is they misinterpret how success is reached. You know, a lot of people play victim. And because they play victim, they, you know, they kind of make excuses for how they behave on Instagram to do things and to help themselves out. Right. But I think a lot of um, a lot of the reasons why you always try and get on me about how I approach my gram is because you want me to hold myself accountable for how I appear, hundred percent, and allow people to understand that yo, hey, you are dope as you are. 100%. Don't create no bullshit, no funny shit, just to make sure that you could get this gravy train rolling. And 
it's dope that you always try and keep me on my toes with that because my creative juices allow me to kind of tap into what I think people will like, what I think people need. And I sometimes detach myself from that process just to make sure that I can keep like, like keep up with the, the process of doing it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people get lost in doing that. And, and, and then it becomes a real scary road to try and find yourself when you get to the success and you're trying to be real and it doesn't look like an alliance. Well, I think there's a, there's a fine line there and I think you're 100% right. But before success is reached, before success is reached and a person is creating that persona on social media, and I think this is why it's imperative to have these kind of relationships where you can, you know, talk to your brother, talk to your peoples, talk to your homegirl and say, you know, the way you represent yourself here isn't the flyest parts of you that I get to see every day. So you got to hold your peoples and your loved ones and somebody you care about. Don't got to be your loved one. But if you see somebody that's aspiring to be a certain way, and you feel as if they're misrepresenting themselves in some capacity, whether it be for good or bad. And a lot of the times, in my brother's defense, it's you know not in any way a bad way. It's just the way I would perceive something. Yeah. And I try to share that with you because my life experiences have led me to believe that there are some people who share my opinions. Yeah. So I express that to you, and I express that to you with the understanding that you take it in a way where it's not disrespectful yeah. and that you do what you want with it because I can't be, I can't yeah, I'm always disrespect gonna make it if you don't take do my advice. 100%. 100%. However, though, the, the argument can be flipped. My brother feels like he's always himself and he's always doing 100%, 100% authentic and raw and very like dope stuff, right? But he's like, yo, what? Why can't I get? The response, I feel like my energy dictates. And I always tell them, because you hide in the version of yourself, that I feel like people need to see. And he's like, and he's so fickle, because I, I understand why, which is why I got you here, because it's like, it's time. <laughs> it's super time that like you put the clothes on and you take the, the mind clothes off, like you let people see you for who, like, who you've grown into, who you've evolved into, and like I this think- person that I feel like... Like I, I've never really had. I mean, this is no slight to my brother. I've never really had a big brother. Right. And like the way I, like the way I treat you, the way I've carried our connection. When I could call you anytime, when you could call me anytime. No key, we be crying with each other. Like we keep it a stack with everything. I, I cherish that. Hundred percent. And I, and I think that that's because relationships like that don't come along a lot. You see, they come along and you know, we're trained to be weary of people and their intentions. Thanks. But I think that once in a while, you know, God puts people in your path that he leaves it up to you to figure out mm-hmm. if they should be there or not. Yeah, what season, how long the season should last or the lifetime or the process you know? or the moment. Yeah, no, nah, it's a fact. Because I, I, I have people in my life, and you know this, you know, I'm sure you could you you could identify. I have people in my life that I've known for decades longer than I've known you, but I speak to you every day. I don't speak to them every day. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not a knock on them. It's not a knock on the relationship I have with them or had with them. It's just I can, where I am at in life I right now. I can definitely relate. And that's you another know? thing with the phone. 
it's a distraction because people are trying to get from you what they want, and you are on a on a road, a clear road sometimes, where you cannot entertain some stuff sometimes, and it's 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 very very hard to be very disciplined, to know how to use that, without hurting other people, but understanding that that doesn't matter at the same time. I know you 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 might not have this going on now because you figured it out already. Because you you created a life where you kind of shield yourself from the bullshit. Right. But now I'm more outside than ever. And I got so much coming at me. Right. And I feel like I, the last thing I want to do is let people know I don't, I don't fuck with you like that or I don't mess with you like that or like, by just ignoring things or be delaying my response or just not jacking the interactions beyond right. a certain point. But like I've had to learn that, you know... I gotta protect my energy, and I don't want to entertain everything. Well, well, that's why that's why it's so imperative that we use the phone to 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 illustrate, you know, accessibility. You know, everybody can't be accessible. You know, everybody can't make themselves accessible it's to true. everybody else. You know, if everybody was accessible, you know, mm-hmm. we would have a lot of people with ambition that would be in positions they. You know, actually dreamed of because you know they could just reach out and call. That's a puff, That's or they could just reach out and call. Because like, not everybody you know should have access to you. Not everybody should have access to you. It's a fact. And then you take that, you take that, and then you break that down, dissect that, and figure what is access. You know what I'm saying? What is access? Access could be a conversation. Access could be space. Space access could be physical intimacy, inter- Ac- yeah, information that they have about you. You know, access is uh, not meant to be shared with everybody. That's a fact. And I had to learn energy that, is I had not to learn meant that. to be shared with everybody because when you interact, no matter what kind of, pardon me, no matter what kind of interaction it is, you communicate. Every interaction you take with you a piece of that person. That's true. And a piece of that person's energy, yeah. and a piece of that person's baggage, mm-hmm. and a piece of that person's scarring, mm-hmm. and trauma, and 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 whatever it may be, and you have to be very careful about the relationships you foster and what you pack into your bags, mm-hmm. because when you start to identify the things that go into your bag, only then can you start to really deal with how. And where and when you gonna go about unpacking them? How how um how did you come to be felony fit? And and would you say that process of becoming this person was allowing you to also unpack and and and, and deal with some of your stuff too, or was your private life be more of the place that you did that as well? Well, I I'll start I'll start by saying first and foremost that. I am Felony Fit because Felony Fit is what I became. It's a brand that I wanted to start and a name that I thought was just creative. Um, The backstory that comes with it and how and where the name came about in itself is just another story. Um, you don't want to share this. No, I, I, I will share. I will share the story. Absolutely. It's um, a very long story. No, you it's, tend to tell. No, it's not a long story. I mean, keep it a hundred, keep it a buck. And some of the guys, some of my guys, shout out to social media that do follow us on Instagram. They can attest to this. Uh, one day, I was running around the yard in Southwood State Prison, and 
one of the COs say, hey, Figaro, you should be a personal trainer when you get home. And I said, felony fit, hard time, hard body, great results, sign up. You know what <laughs> Literally, that, that was the response? That, that was it. As I was running laps around the <laughs> like basketball court. Like a movie court. script? <laughs> As I was running laps around the basketball court, niggas was like, yo, this nigga G, he is crazy. He come up with shit off the fly. So that was just that. And that was probably about three, four years before Man, I was released. Wow. And, and, and when I came home and... Couple of my guys, you know, introduced me to Instagram, and, they, and I swore, <clears throat> excuse me, swore up and down I would never be on social media to begin with. Yeah, that's the you energy know, you always like. like that nah, I ain't doing that. Nah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know me, you know, Mister Indecisive. <laughs> but um, but uh, I swore up and show. down I wasn't going to be on social media to begin with, and it just kind of fit because if I was going to do the social media thing, I was going to do it my way from yeah, a way. from a perspective of giving the world what I do. And what I do is work out. Like, You're more thank, than that, bro. Thank God but... for other people in my life who have encouraged me to do other things. I was just about to get into that because, you know, again, as you get to know me, as I unpack my bags in front of my audience, you see, you know, abs aside, you know, bench press aside, you know, the facade, it's a lot more that, that goes into it. And a lot of it is damaged, you know? So, you know, that... Felony fit and my presentation of felony fit to the world for a long time was just exercise and working out because that's who I thought I was because that's who I was for so long. You know what I mean? Facts. You know what I'm saying? So as I get out to the real world, start to experience things, start to, you know, the dating scene, social media, you know, just the way the world has changed. You know what I'm saying? social media and your presence on it starts to grow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So my dilemma with, when I talk to you about social media is always remaining authentic, remaining true to what I do and what I want to do and wanted to do with social media from its ince from my inception of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I kind of hold myself to a particular standard, which hasn't allowed me to grow because there's certain things that... I'm just not you, willing to you do. Told you, you, you told yourself a story, and now you're like, no, nah, I'm just saying, like, no, nah, I'm just saying, you know, you know, no. we both, we're, we're both trainers. We're both trainers. Uh -huh. We both follow a lot of social media post personalities. You don't like a lot of the shit you see. Yeah, like I'm not rolling out of bed in my drawers <laughs> and and making no video brushing my teeth. I'm not doing. So it. what he's saying is he's not doing some of the stuff that I do. What I'm saying is my wife wouldn't appreciate it. That is true, but Jumping you probably wouldn't do it drawers. anyway. No, I probably, you probably wouldn't. wouldn't do it anyway. I probably wouldn't. Not yet. Um, not that particular not thing. Not that. But <laughs> not you know ever. what I mean. Like, there's going to be things where you're going to start to adapt to, it and you're going to create your own spin to it, and 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 allow it to be a teachable or referenceable moment for people to grab something from. I think it's funny because you know I used to say the same thing. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But um, how my name and how everything came about is first. Like I used to um, for years. When someone would ask me how I was doing, um, I would say always good, never bad. And um, it was an attitude I had to believe in. Cause Because you said it enough. Yeah, you like created you, it. Like you always say, yo, you always are held optimistic. You're an optimistic person. You stay on the optimistic side. And it's really how I had to be at like all my life um about everything. Cause I kind of put myself in a lot of situations where I'd rather only think about the Greatest outcome happening than the opposite, and you know exactly yeah, how that feels yeah, to make sure yeah. you can be successful. So, Man, which we'll we'll tap into another yeah, day. Nobody starts selling drugs thinking they're going to end up in jail. Facts, which 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 in 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 some you know? sense is ignorant 
but it's it's kind of how you have to think about everything you go into. Just being prepared for the consequences if you is go okay. Into anything, if you go into anything expecting or desiring anything less from what you determine to be successful, you you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Facts, but but success has two sides. Failure oh, is attached to it's it. It's a gift and a curse. Yes. So you know, going through life, I think it was after my divorce. I just I just had to have an attitude of a better attitude about everything. And that better attitude came with me saying something, affirmation. I did not understand affirmations at the time. I, I created that for me to kind of step into that space. I've, I will honestly say, I have been, growing up, I have been a negative, mean person. And part of my life, large part of my life, it was intentional. It was super intentional because and to I, be to be to be to be rude and to be mean are two different things. No, no, no. You're right, but like I, we're talking about as a kid. Like as a kid, I was probably considered a mean kid or a rude person. Um, but what I'm saying is, I didn't mind being that. I I created that persona, and as I got older and as I started to realize, I really have to switch the vibe because my heart and my mind don't they weren't aligning the same way. Yeah. I behaved like thoroughly, truly a different way than how I, I was strategically thinking I needed to be. Okay. And so that attitude shifted me in how I had to start thinking. And going through a divorce, you did you did that. Did you come to that realization on your own or was there some type of professional help? That you no, no. Uh, outside of prayer and like deep introspection, it, I didn't seek any mental, mental um, like therapist or anything like that. I just, I literally started to tap in with my friends and family. Well, well, just understand too, everybody should understand because everybody is vulnerable to the idea of therapy. Therapy doesn't mean laying on a couch with somebody who has a degree hanging on the wall in the same room. Therapy can be reaching out to your friends, yeah, fact. Your family. I, I do agree. And, and delving into who you are. Well, I'll, I'll say I didn't. I didn't get a therapist. Okay. What I did was, I I I understood the situation I I, I got out of from my perspective only. Meaning, I took ownership of everything, and if that's the first step, like you can't see the baggage unless you like own the yeah, baggage. Yeah, you have to own it. You know what I'm saying? So I started to go through everything. I remember the moments I did my my, my ex wife dirty to down to like not holding the door for her, not saying good morning, not saying, yo, you look beautiful. When it was time to, I was literally walking through each of those moments and saying, yo, hey, you really ain't good at being a man. Like you're not as good at being a man as you think you are. And you tried to play the role Right. Without understanding what the role was supposed faking, to be, faking jacks. That's now, we'll get into how I got to most the point where us, I was. Most of us. I was don't. an eighty-year-old kid trying to figure out how to be a man. But most of what, us saw. Yeah. Some there's forty-eight-year-old men out here right now that still haven't done the work necessary to know who they are, to know what That's, they. Present. It's very true, which is why I'm 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 trying to tell the story this way because when I think when I went through that, I didn't I didn't want to go through it again. So the first step was I needed to address how I deal with women. And it was the relationship with my moms. And so like I got to these affirmation spaces where that was one of the first things I did. I told myself, I'm good. I'm good. Things ain't bad. I'm good. So once you start to talk and walk in that space, you kind of can behave where you shift the mode just because you control it. But now just bringing it full circle, now when you're trying to harness that and harness those elements of your character into 
30 second, one minute posts and you're creating a persona in social media, like that's a very, very thin ice to tread on because on one hand, you're trying to present this picture of optimism to the world. But if you're being honest with yourself as a 35 year old man now, you know, there's no way in that situation, in the midst of divorce, 18, 19, 20 years old, every day you woke up with an optimistic nah, outlook. Nah, nah. So, so, so it, it, it was predicated on, on a, a circumstance that like kind of triggered me to respond better to life. Like once I lost something. Well, you, yeah, you yeah. learn, you learn, you learn, you took from it. So, so said. like, all right, so that's the other thing. Greg always says that, you know, I, I want you to, to stop projecting the things you've like experienced. So with with how I do my stuff on the gram, I write a lot of the stuff out that you guys get to experience when I say it. But I write it out in a way that I'm trying to figure out how to deal with the things that I'm experiencing. Most of the stuff I talk about, I'm going through or experiencing. But then I project it as if it's something that y'all need to fix, y'all need to work on. And it's only because I feel like the world's not ready for me to tell it my way through me. It's, I just don't know that they're ready. So I technically, and I also don't know that I'll stop talking yeah, well, on the mic with a 30 second, I think it's easier to project it in a 30 second post or a one minute post. Well, just Whereas just, my, when I tell the story from my perspective, it's gonna be like think about an episode like that we're doing right here. Think about it like this, this old saying, cliche as it may be, um, there's no time like the present, you know? If you don't tell your story, who tells it? No, I plan on you I plan I plan on telling it my story. I also think that it's my therapy. Believe it or not, when I do that, like I legit go back and I try and harness the things that I've 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 written out and I've I've, I've expressed because those those points of writing come from a space where I get to ex like let it out. Yeah, you and, yeah, explore things. Yeah, and, and it's my it form of therapy. It's another form yeah, of therapy for me. Hundred percent. Uh, well, that putting it on paper in essence is unpacking the bag. Facts. Because facts. you're putting it out into the universe and and just putting that out there in and of itself, identifying it makes it something that's tangible that can be worked on. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because in those moments that we do identify things, we knowingly sweep them under the rug and don't put them out there, you know, not for other people to see, but just just to have them placed in the universe again, to make them tangible. Yeah. You know, when we don't do that, we hinder the our ability to grow, problem. to edify ourselves, you know, to educate ourselves as to who we are, you know? And that's imperative. And I guess that's one thing I appreciate you encouraging me to do through social media because um, another thing, another funny story about my social media handle, um, as you know, I come from a very, very strict West Indian background. Um, my mother is an English professor. My mother was beyond like mortified to hear the name that I created for myself <laughs> because old West Indian values, yeah. you know, those West Indian values mixed with, I guess, old American parenting values as well. like and the presentation that she feels is important 
for me to represent for her colleagues yeah, and the and people for, that know her yeah. and my family, which she's right. But to, to the naked eye or ear, the name Felony Fit might sound as family, if you're yeah. glorifying the idea to go to jail, the idea, the idea of felonies a or felon, becoming yeah. a felon, you know. But maybe that's why this pe the people that have been put in my life since the name was born and since I've been home have been put there to encourage me not to let the world think that I'm glorifying jail. Instead, tell your story, make them understand why they call you that. And then from there, opinions from made of you would be different. Yeah. And that's and that's something that I think my mother's starting to understand. Like when she sees and I show her some of my videos and stuff like that. Cause essentially Instagram for most people has just become a fucking talent show nobody cares about. Like a talent show, nobody's getting voted on. Nobody's gonna win. <laughs> just everybody, like, like, what? You, be honest. When the, yes. the conversations him, you and I have <laughs> about Instagram. Yes. Like, I refuse to be that guy. Like, I, I follow a lot of guys. Shout out to a lot of guys I follow. Don't know you by name, but I be liking y'all shit. Y'all know that. You see felony fit on your comments. But I'm gonna tell you like this: We not going to the gym to be doing tandem fucking snatches, both holding the side of the bar. You know what I'm saying? We not doing that. I go to the gym and I put in that work. I put that real we work. We even on. try to make the, I put the, that the real work of on our the tandem stuff more practical. And that's the reality. Like we don't like to do impractical, you know, like cadence shit. Yeah, that like really I mean add up to I, like I, something I you can post, really do. I made a post, um, it's been a while now since I've been in the gym dealing with some injuries, accident at work. I'll get into that as we start unpacking backs. But um I made a post a while ago, and, and the soundbite that I used for the post was, you know, that a lot of people post Instagram videos, but that's not the real work. It's not. Like, the real work is the work you put in. And and, and, I, and I guess I could spin this to to address the title, too, and to, 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 to bring it all home. The real work is the work you put in in the dark. The real work is the work you putting in when the cameras ain't rolling, nobody's watching, you know, Nobody's worrying about views or likes or comments. The real work that a man does, you know, whether it's on his body, you know, on his mind, his soul, his relationship with his Lord. Always behind closed doors. It's always work that's done in the dark yeah. that will ultimately be celebrated by everybody. This you understand true. what I'm saying? Because when you're trying to do it in the public eye, you are forced to revert back to that program, that pre-program that we have whatever of, already, of trying to front so that oh, okay. what people see is this appearance of something that's already put together. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to show the assembly process. Like, if I tried to sell you a Lamborghini, but it was just the frame of the car, you wouldn't want to buy it because nobody's intrigued by the fucking assembly line process. Nobody wants to put the pistons in the car. Nobody oh, wants to do the yeah. assembly. You dig? Everybody if wants I to drive the Lambo. I'll probably have someone do that for me, but well, yeah, that's, I know what you're saying. But that, well, case in point, if you can afford you, it, you have somebody else do it. Nobody wants to, to do, do the, the work. work. Yeah. Not me, not him, not our engineer. Nobody wants to do the work. But the fact of the matter is the work has to. to be done. Especially if you want it to be a Lambo. And if you want to reach 
whatever pinnacle you see fit. Yeah. You know, like so like, why so why 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 do you think why do you ways. think you're doing this? And it's to give you an understanding as to why we're here. Oh, because man. we're not if here I'm for gonna, money, we're not here for can variety. I, can I be like super like transparent? Yeah, I mean like, you know, um, comfortable, you feel me? All right, well then if I'm gonna be super transparent and this is new because like we talk, I talk to other people, but this experience with the with the podcast, this is new. You hey. dig? So why am I doing this now of all times? Well, yeah. Well, now of all times because like now I'm dealing with something. You know, I'm dealing with something and I think that using this as a platform to like... Explore yourself? Yes and no, but I was going to say more so harness energy that I've experienced in this kind of downtime, I can use negatively. Like... Last year, this time, you know, you can attest for this, you know, I was gone, bro. Like, I was out of work. You know, in my industry, what I do outside of the gym, in my industry, is touch and go in the wintertime as far as building, you know? So I was out of work, blowing through money fast, and waking up without a purpose every day, for me, was too reminiscent of being in prison, you dig? Like, when you wake up in the morning and you got nothing to do, you got no place to be, it makes you feel like you ain't worth shit. So I start unraveling in my mind. I start to go back to a lot of that trauma and that pain. And like I told you, like it's time because felony fit to everybody else, felony fit is a 400 plus pound bench press. You know, how the fuck can a nigga who's benching 400 pounds, squatting 500 pounds be crying? Well, you dig the shit that you go through versus the shit you present to the world. It's two different things. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So why am I doing this now, today? Because a month and a half ago, I was hurt in a, in a, in a work accident. And I had to ask myself, well, now who are you Without. if you can't work out? You see, working out is what I do. I was, I was a football player. And even when I was in the streets, I was going to the gym. You dig? But... Now it's forced to explore, like, who are you if you don't have what makes you you? Like, the gym makes me me. I put a thousand posts on Instagram that says, the gym is my therapy. The gym is my sanctuary. Well, who the fuck are you if you can't go to your therapist in your sanctuary? Like, what, do you, what else you got? So now I'm trying to put the energy in another place and trying to use it constructively and trying to build. And maybe if a platform is created for me where... My story can help somebody else. That'd be dope. But I know the dopest part about it is happening as we speak here. Because as I put it out into the universe, I'm unpacking my bag. And I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. And that's going to mean the relationships that I foster outside of here, Mm -hmm. especially with my wife, my family, that shit going to get better. And everything going to get better. And then to bring things back again, full circle, then I can start to measure success the way I measure success. Because having those relationships intact, you know, yeah, having money is imperative, but having those relationships intact, having my health intact. It's really crazy you say That's that. successful. You did? So, like, I've been in this crazy season, too, where I, th- I think I got back from a trip with my family, and just everything went left. I started losing so many things that, that I identified myself through. Wow. And 
once I started losing things and money was taken from me and things were like going, it's like you ever wake up and just experience something bad knowing that you couldn't do anything about it, even oh, if you absolutely. like had the power to, it's like still, it was out, out of your, of your control. control. Yeah. So as I'm going through the season, a lot of people don't know how to be in the shit they're in. And it's because they don't want to acknowledge that they're in something. They want to say, I was just talking to my boy. I was like, some people like just like complaining about being hit in the face. They're not realizing, yo, you can put your freaking hands up. You yeah. can duck. Well, well we you saying can... this proverbially, but you know, the thing is, like we said before, a lot of people don't even know how to identify what's happening. So right, right. And, people are and right, right. And it's like, you got to sit still. Like I, I said, yo, first of all, I don't identify with my problems well. And I'm not going to be in them long enough to figure out how to stay there. I want to get out of these problems. Right. But sometimes when things are supposed to happen to you, you that, that you can't control, there's no way you can respond without saying, okay, I have to, I have to, I have to adjust this. I have to start changing something. Right. Like you have to start changing something. It's the same thing that addicts deal with in when it when, when in the saying that um, you know, you always hear people have drug problems like they have to decide they want to get better. Yeah, and and, and once you decide, you start to say, okay, this is what's happening to me. I, I I can't do anything about it, the happening part, but I can respond now. I can now say, all right, all right, now I I no longer am driving my Porsche. Right I now. think I think I think, and not to cut you off, and I apologize, but I think so many times what people misconstrue as happening to them are situations that they created. Like, I would say to, for myself, and you know, again, people will get to know me more, but you know I tell people all the time, I'm not a person, there's a lot of people that I've come across in my lifetime that it was inevitable that they would end up in prison. It was inevitable. And I don't wanna say that because I'm casting aspersions on people in society, but the way they was moving, if, the way if, it was acting. Nah, was if, if your mother's blood and your father's blood and your born blood, <laughs> chances are you're going to end up in situations <laughs> that going to create the opportunity for you to be here. that are unsavory, and you're going to find yourself in prison mm -hmm. or in other That's situations. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but I say that to say a large part of me growing and becoming who I wanted to become had to be being real with myself and saying, "Yo, you didn't go through mad shit, like." Your life didn't dictate mad shit to happen to you. You chose to go astray of everything that was laid out for you, and you chose to put yourself in situations that ended up hindering your life, your freedom, and everything else that you thought. It's called was, it's a consequence of of, of how, you, how you operate. One hundred percent. And you've created the circumstances. But to say man. things, to say people, you know, too often we say this happened to me. No, no, it didn't happen. A to lot me. of times, but a lot of times. When things out of your control happen, when you can't really dissect, like even in a, a karmatic way, like you just can't dissect how, sometimes you gotta understand it's happening for you. Like, like literally, you're going through this to to build up this intensity to like you know how when it's karma, when it's karma, and this is something you guys are gonna see again. We don't agree on everything. When it's karma, it's still something you caused. Right, right. But what, what I'm saying is you you're not you're not logically in a space to understand that. So the the ownership won't come through logically. It'll come through emotionally. Like you have to now say, yo, fuck it. I'm this is happening. Now what? 
Now what? Why is this happening? It's no longer something you can address because you can't keep searching for a why. You're not, you don't have the, the strength or the understanding yet to do that. So don't seek that in the middle of it. Or embrace what's going on. Adjust to it. Now change your lifestyle. Ultimately, now, the why doesn't matter. Ultimately, why it doesn't until here. until you get to tell your story. Right, right. Until you because the why becomes the becomes the uh, how you used what you went through to right. get to your level. Right. Because ownership is the only way you get to your why. When you start to figure out what it is that you're experiencing, and you start to adapt to it, your why starts to make so much sense. Oh, that's why this happened. And you got to tap into that's the real. universe or, or your relationship with God, which is yeah. what I I feel is is my thing. Like, my car was stolen. I woke up one day, came outside, tried to go to work. I had a speaking engagement the same day. I literally said, oh, you, you funny guy. It's Sunday, bro. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Is this what yeah, we doing? Yeah, yeah. And I laughed, called the police, did what I had to do, and kept it pushing. Because there's another thing I started to learn. When you have a discipline, anything can happen to you. You can 100%. keep it, push, keep it pushing. 100%. And... So I started to realize I have way more discipline than I think. It starts to make you realize how strong you are. You know, when you see results in, in yeah. the gym. Yeah, it's you When you get me under that that 355 or I, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, like when you you bring it out of me, I'm like, oh, I'm stronger than I thought. Yeah. But it doesn't feel good when I got to do Like when you pushing me, it don't feel good. Right, exactly. But to know that I can do it and right. get through it and I'm built for it, that's the best feeling in the world. Yes. To push yourself to a limit, even in a negative way, like, and to be able to rise above the bullshit and still operate on 10, that's when, like, no one knows we're going through something. No one can tell because we're disciplined enough to, to, to forge through and acknowledge what we're dealing with and still give the world our talent, skills, and ability, provide for our families, stay with an attitude of gratitude, and, yo, know, push forward. Now I'm not saying I've I've, I've been here. Often, I didn't. I've been. No, no, but too often, too often, people that are capable of everything you just said are just too bogged down with like it, 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 it's it's utopian when you describe it. When you describe it and you think about it, it's utopia to like be like that, to think like that. It's but, but in people, the situation you're not really thinking like that. Well, no, it's not only are you not thinking like that, but some people's life situations haven't given them the ability to realize that they are built to endure those situations. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be having... Unfortunately, you don't know that you are built to endure prison until you go. You know, you don't know that you're built to endure a situation where you wake up in the morning and your car is stolen and you got places to be. And you still get there. You don't know. You figure that out through the moment. Yeah, you're true. Until but like, you're faced with it. You remind me all the time of stuff. And and I do that same thing for you. Because sometimes when you're in it, you forget who you are. You're not the situation you're in. Like once that happened to me, you cannot reflect on it the entire week, the entire day. Right. Because the car is fucking gone. And you, it's not coming back, bro. Right. All right, get over it. Build a bridge. Uh, get why is this shit. happening to me? Yeah, why, am I, why do I have to go through this? And I, of course, I did that with in a, in a very humoric way. Like, I talked to God like, yo, you funny, bro. Like, you, like you, you, you take all my money out of my account over something that I didn't take care of over years ago. Right. My, tr my, my, my training went on my Porsche. I get another car. That gets stolen two weeks into having it. I'm riding the bus for the first time in my entire life. Yeah, I don't want to be a biblical guy because I ain't the biblical guy. But you know, so many times <laughs> things 
happened yeah, to me and I ain't got I mean I know the Bible because you know <laughs> you know you always revert back to the way you was raised and yeah. to what you was taught but you know every time it racks up like that to me and it get like that to me and I do it like I ain't I am not as steadfast as Job was I am not I think of the story of Job I'm not because I'm nah, cussing God to high heaven I'm gonna keep the hell stack. yeah hell however yeah. But that story, the bro. The discipline that comes in the moral that you take from that story, you know what I'm saying, is Stand for God, me. you know, yeah. you know, you know, God will bring you something, God will bring you to something. Not for you to ask him why. That's not why God brings you do some, to something, to something, to the foot of something that is gonna be hard to surmount. He didn't bring you to the foot of a mountain to ask you him, why did you bring me here? He brought you to the foot of that mountain so that you could show faith in him that you're going to get to the top. Facts. And every That's step, every single step you take in discipline, you got to just know that even though you might cut your foot open, even though you might slip, fall, disable your shoulder, He's going to get you over that mountain. Yeah. And and all those cuts and bruises are going to teach you Shit how to function at a whole nother level. When you get to that top, the growth, like the growth that takes place along the way. So because because now the, the, the idea of that person reaching that pinnacle, reaching that apex is that you have become who God intended you to become Facts. Facts. when you got there. Facts. You know, I, so again, I apologize if our mention of religion offends anybody, but we're not doing will, that. No, 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 we will do that because you got to understand that everybody, That's who we everybody are. takes things differently, yeah, but we don't right, isolate nobody. You know? No, you could take this and use it from, for wherever you are in your culture because in reality, I got a, one of my favorite books. I call is, on the things I know. Yeah, right. My, but one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. And I want so much for my life. And you, I know you do too. We we want different things, yeah. but like yo, I know what you want is still a lot. It's not like that. Like I don't, you don't want a little bit, bro. You're a simple guy, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a simple guy. In, in my little world, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Furthest thing from simple that there is. Furthest thing from simple <laughs> that there is. I think I'm simple, right? So, but all right, whatever. Uh, you I, you, we we want a lot. We we do want a lot. Five dollar cups of coffee, six, seven, it's eight dollar cups of coffee from Starbucks in the rain. That's what you want because you're so we, simple. We, are we deducing a lot to that? No, no, no. I'm but all right, it's indicative of who we are. So I mean, so you you'll have a McDonald's cup you and call say, it simple. You say you're simple. I'll call I'd my say... Starbucks cup a simple cup of coffee. Wow. All right, all right. But can I get to my point? Yeah. My point really is that whatever I want, want so bad, I'm gonna be tested on. So that mountain only exists because you wanted something on the other side of it. That mountain only exists because you said you can you can be the person that is on the other side of the mountain. And, and the only way you could become that person is because you have to go through the that, that mountain is your teacher. It's the fees you gotta pay to be taught everything. It's the the syllabus for your your growth, yeah. your knowledge to increase, your 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 muscles to be more endured. There's no way you can be the guy on the other end by just asking for it. By just saying, you know, I'll pay the fee and walk through the door. You want to hear something crazy? As you as you lay that illustration out, certain people that I've come across in my life yeah. come, to, come to mind. And I think one of the saddest things are the people who climb their mountain in life 
And they're the same person when they get to the top as they were when they started. And they didn't learn anything because they started their journey with the state of mind that they knew everything. So once you start shit, when you think you know everything, you turn learning off. You know, if you know everything. Well, how do you get well, to the mountain with that? At the top well, of the mountain with that? Well, you know, life, well, life is going to move whether you're standing still or not. Life is going to be moving. Like, natural erosion happens. That's what, that's how things that we see, the Grand Canyon, that's how all this stuff was formed. Naturally, the world around you is going to move. Yeah, but we're talking about you. I'm talking well, about the well, person. No, how did they get is, to the top but, of the mountain? But this is what I'm saying. As a person embarks on their journey, they're given choices along the way. How you grow and the way you grow and your trajectory of growth goes with, you, you know, growing is inevitable. You're going to get older, life. You're going to experience life. But when you get to the top of that mountain, wherever that mountain stops for you, if you were the same person at the top of that mountain as you are when you started that journey, you know, if I went to prison and prison was a mountain for me, it was something I had to get over to get to the other side. If I started and walked out of prison the exact same way, I might as well take that block of my life, just chop it up and toss it into air and call it nothing. One of my favorite it books, wasted. One of my favorite books is called Peaks and Valleys, and what it talks about in the book is how you have peaks and valleys in your life, and one of the most important parts about it is to understand that when you're in a valley. You have to understand how to manage it. Because when you get to your peak, you need to know how to keep that peak a peak long enough to, to, to survive there, to live there. But a lot of times, people misinterpret the valley getting to their peak and they just blow, like they blow their money. They just lose themselves in this new opportunity. Like I, the other day, I, I was sat down, I made a, I made a, made a little, little couch talk. And I said, if I gave 100 people $50,000, 75% of them wouldn't know be the first broke. thing to, yeah, to invest in, know how to turn it in. Because the, the goal for them is to enjoy the peak, right? not to live in the peak. Right. And a lot of times when people get out of jail, they didn't use jail for anything. They just went through jail. Right. And no, no, it could be 10 years. It could be a year. Depending on how you sit in that valley and you absorb that that experience, you absorb the reality of what you're going through, depends on how you want like attain longevity on that peak. Like a lot of times, like you said, like so I was asking you, how do you figure you can get to the top of the mountain and be the same person? And that's how. Because you take the mentality of just getting to the top of the mountain as the only thing that you as the goal as the goal and you you are not absorbing the things that are going on around there's never nothing going on yeah. and change is the only constant so you have to kind of start to understand what that mountain is teaching you while you're on the mountain that's why the journey is more important when you stuck on the on the on the destination so much you lose focus on what you could be learning and like getting and also on that journey when, when you, you're talking about social media i think i use that soundbite too on one of my videos the man who loves the journey you know will far exceed the one who is just but do you, do you, do you know why though because when you're paying attention to stuff on the journey like i paid attention to my journey and i got, I got to run into you look what's happening because i paid attention to my journey i work out with a lot of people and i know you do too right 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 but sometimes 
when you win those workouts, you just treat it for what it is, right. and you keep it pushing. And we right. we we have people like that yeah. that we do that 100%. with because you understand sometimes everything ain't yeah, supposed to be torn to something. Their path ain't on my path. Right, somewhere along this and, highway. We, but but we also there's a lot of people that see those things as just that. Like I'm just working out. I like working out with you. But I think connecting with people is more important. So if you're paying attention to your journey, you're starting to realize like your energy is being harnessed by someone else. Right. You're picking up behaviors and patterns from someone else. 100%. Like there's a lot about you that I get to learn and 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 be better through because you have habits That's that why. I always think is a little silly, but I get to like get examples of good shit from, and it starts to shift me a little bit into a better place. But that's and vice why, versa. That's where that's where being cognizant and being very purposeful on the energy you allow into your circumference, into your personal space along that journey, is 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 detrimental to to anything that you're gonna accomplish or not accomplish. Yeah. Because when you allow, when you pick up, just you know, to keep things, you know, on 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 task here. When you pick up baggage and people along the way to get to that, those people are going to detour your path, your intended path, or project, or or propel it. Um, a detour is a detour. Whether a detour become a shortcut or a okay. detour is okay. something that takes you a longer route. A detour is a detour. I like that. I just wanted you to explain but that. It's, but it's I, a matter I heard of, that, but I didn't really hear it. It's a matter <laughs> of how. It's a matter of how, and what light you put that person in, in your life, and whether you start. How much to, authority you give them over how your much life? You yeah. Give them, and how much influence? That's what, that's the real word I was looking for. How much influence you give them over your life, your time, your choices? Yeah. You know, things like that, because not all company is good company. That's a fact. You know, not all friends, not all, not all acquaintances should mature into friendships. No, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And being discerned in that is is that it's a battle in itself sometimes because a lot of times people misinterpret saying yes to and and a connection when they probably should be saying no to it. We talk about I don't even really want to do this. We talk about someone we were probably connected to, right? And knowing that the connection should stop at this point. Right, right, right. <laughs> and knowing that like yeah it, there's no reason for it to go past that point. And knowing yourself well enough to do that is the dopest thing in the world. Right, and right. not caring about I the... Think, I think also identifying that some people, right? <laughs> some people are neither good nor bad and not... They're just irrelevant. Not, yeah, and not, <laughs> not, not, not irrelevant. To the... To the... Not, not irrelevant. But, but what I said, they're neither, they're neither good nor bad, but they're... Character in the story doesn't really last have long much in the, in the, to do with the, the plot. Yeah, that's a fact. you know. So, so it's like they can make a they, cameo here and there. They, they, can, they can be an extra. Yeah, there are people <laughs> that you come along, that you come across along the way. You know, for whatever reason, you don't y'all y'all vibe is not bad like that. or, or, or but it's not great, that yeah. doesn't make that person a bad person. No, not at all. Friend. A bad person, a bad energy to be around. It's just it's not just the that energy that you if need. If they're not walking the same walk Facts. or a similar walk, because we're not all walking the same walk, but we all walking similar walks, you know, you're gonna you're gonna naturally gravitate to some people more than others. You know what I mean? And it's not a, and it's not a knock on any one person. This, person. this this mission I'm on is personal, and I owe it to myself to behave a certain way now. I'm, my, as my value increases, as my understanding of my value increases. I am no longer 
going to make the mistakes I was making before, where I was trying to try and make things work with people and connections. Like proximity creates this thought that people need to kind of figure things out. Yeah. If relationships, let me tell you something, relationships have to be worked on, whether they are romantic, friendship, whatever. That's relationships, a fact. relationships have to be worked on, worked for too. But you know but, but if but if building a relationship is harmful <laughs> to you as a person. But you, you how do you to, know that? And what you want well sometimes we just ignore the signs. Like you gotta sometimes, understand who you are in that process. Now though. listen. Listen, listen, sometimes we ignore the sign. <laughs> and I'm going to say, and I'm speaking from experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm speaking from I feel like you're talking to me, but it's cool. Sometimes, no, no, no. I'm, trust me, I'm speaking from experience. All right, cool. And, 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 I mean, I... At the, well, I know that. I know what you're saying. You know, I, 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 so my, right, point cool. is, my point is that, that you know, some people, um, the best way to say it, you know, some... I can't... Make the point I want to make without being very clear. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, allow, I'm gonna give you the floor for a second because I need to rethink how I want to say. Well, what I want to say. What I'll say so is I like finding myself. I feel like knowing myself better, and I think I come across a lot of people that don't know who they are, and like, like, like we study people as for like for almost for a living. Like right. we, like, like we're checking energy. We're checking. Facial expression. We, we all do it. So. Right. Yeah, but like some people know how to really study someone long enough to be like, yeah, peace. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because it's just like, yo, I some like- are I, confident I, enough in their life experience that is yeah. giving them enough- And also judgment. understanding yourself to know like, I don't need what I don't need. And, I, I, and, and whatever I can have, I'm going to go get. And that level of value comes from you really doing this stuff that we're talking about. Once you figure out yourself- what I what I need, I don't need, and whatever I have, I'm gonna go get. Or, or, or to whatever you to the point you just made, I think too many people misconstrue needs with wants. Yes, a lot of people want. But, but again, it's, it's when, when you can define who you are, you understand all those things. And a lot of people define themselves through people, through things, through experiences, and they project a lot of the things that they are. On women tend, oh, I don't know if I should go down this route. <laughs> <sighs> but what happens a lot of times is people say, I'm here because this person. This is this way because this person. And when you keep telling that story, you keep going to other people with that reality that you aren't who you are because of you. You're not taking accountability. Right. But, but you also don't even know how that looks because. You're four dudes back. Guys do it too, but I think girls are more vocal about how they blame the person that they experienced X, Y, Z. Oh, okay. I and a lot of see, times- I understand the example. Yeah. And a lot of times ownership looks like, like it doesn't look good. Like, but he was the bad guy. Yeah, he may have been the bad guy, but you let the bad guy stick around. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Well, for too for far too long, she couldn't identify what it is she was putting in that bag. And technically, she still hasn't. If she's still blaming well, the bad guy for everything. Well, this is well, this brings us this brings us to the whole point that you and I are sitting here today because that for that young woman, whoever he or she, whoever she may be, well, nowadays, well, I don't get into that. But anyway, um, you know, whoever <laughs> she may be, she's accumulated baggage amongst 
you know, in that time period that she was in those four relationships. But so by the time she's arguing with her current man, she's unloading on him yeah. things that she and accumulated triggers two, three, four relationships. Your fault, and then nothing, and you like, ain't got nothing to do with like, man, stuff. It's like, lady, you can't blame this guy for what this guy did. Yeah. Guys go through it too. I think I've, I, I, think I, I have that issue. I've had that issue in the past where I brought a lot of my baggage and... But like one of the things that makes me very unique, and I think you can attest to this, I am very, very willing to accept responsibility. I don't do it the way everyone wants to. I might be passive about it sometimes, but I really do acknowledge all the bull that happens. One way or the other. And that's the only reason why I think I'm blessed. That's the only reason why I think God continues to grace his favor on my life. Because I am not afraid to own everything that's happening. I don't also like ignoring the fact that other people do what they do. I like addressing stuff, but I've learned to let things that need to be addressed yeah, be addressed and let things that don't need to be addressed. That's still a thing for yeah. me. Yes, it is. It 100%. is. 100%. Because, you yeah, know, you. a mature on a mature level, my mind is always overthinking and analyzing, and I'm ready to tell you about you in a heartbeat. Can't do that. I know, I know, I can't. I know, can't I can't. It's a skill I, I possessed, I'm, and now, now I'm like, I gotta understand that skill is is useless in my in my new phase of life, in my next stage. It was probably always useless. But I think it's, I think it just goes back to it's just, it's just humility, you know. Like sometimes, sometimes some of the things that we are talking about, other people like flaws that other people have that we're identifying. Yeah. Sometimes. They've already identified about themselves, and they're working on it. True, you know. And True. We, Sometimes, and we are we are cast in a position now. Sometimes, yeah. You know, we can be hypocritical because here we are pointing at other people's problems or or or, or down downsides or faults, and we're not able to identify sometimes those same characteristics in ourselves. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 a very fine line to walk when you're dealing with relationships that you foster, and um, you know it's just you know it's it's always something that you got to be mindful of that that your actions, your words, your assessments of other people sometimes are taken a lot more to heart than. <laughs> but on the real, on the real, you think you're perfect. <laughs> where's where's that come? Uh, honestly, you don't think you're perfect though. I just think highly of myself. You think highly of yourself, but there, but there are times that, I mean, it's one thing to think highly of yourself, but there are times that I've been with you, and you could keep it a stack. Ain't there times when I've been with you that you be talking to people like they less than you, or like I'll be able to check you, like yo, hey. I mean, I think the condescending energy comes from the fact that I'm not afraid to challenge or question anyone better or smarter than me. I think it's it's honestly just how I how I built. So if you can acknowledge that somebody's better or smarter than you, how come it still gives the appearance that you think you the fly? It's like in a conversation, like the confidence, you know, can be sometimes overwhelming that it's misconstrued. I honestly the truth is I don't I don't know, but I think So is he I, 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 you think you tough though? No, I think I think I'm just secure with what God gave me and um, and I tend to appreciate it, and I acknowledge it by more or less than something. No, I no, not true. I just acknowledge it by being feeling like the best version of myself all the time. 
As you should. And I don't think I don't think I'm tough, bro. <laughs> you just think you're better than everybody. No, I'm just incapable of embracing fear. And it helps me focus on disregarding my weaknesses in moments of fear. That's introspective. That's very introspective. You know, p- toughness can be can be measured. I'm I'm in, I'm I'm fear. just incapable of embracing failure. More importantly, and that, I think that's what helps me um, disregard those moments of weakness and 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 and. So and, and your, your willingness to embrace these things does that put you on a pedestal? Where you think you're better than everybody else? <sighs> no. I just think I'm valuable, and that's pretty much like what's been forging me through this whole entire experience in my life. I never, I never, I met a woman maybe earlier this year and outside of, like, you're probably the other friend I have that constantly affirms me, constantly affirms me. And you taught me how to appreciate myself in a way where I didn't need to do half the stuff I'd be doing sometimes. Like, I walk into a room, I, I might be the, I might be the loudest. And it's not something, I don't, I don't seek attention Intentionally, no. Nah, it's just it, it's Damn, you know. Focus on my face when he said that, please. So, so, but you know me. It's not like I'm. I'm like it's like I'm on. I'm, I'm on a mission. It's just it's my. It was. My, it's been my nature. Yeah, you bo- you were born a celebrity. The world just didn't know it yet. <laughs> you were born. But but I I believe I've started to learn that my energy really is strong, and I need to do better with 100%. how I how I how All I project. One hundred percent. Your energy. That's the first thing, you know that draws people to you. And since we've met, the new interactions that you've had with other people, new experiences that you- Yeah, you can attest. About, I, I could just see the growth is different. Like Thank the, you. the energy Make that you're like bringing in, the energy that you're- Always an a-hole or something, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> listen. At least at least you know, like you know for a fact, like I have, I've had you. work to do. There's nothing wrong with having that, you know, Given the world that we navigate, there's nothing wrong with having some qualities of an asshole to keep as a defense mechanism. Like we all carry them, we all have them. You know, we could all be an asshole. Anybody could be an asshole. You dig? But it's just knowing how to break down those interactions, knowing how to be humble in any given situation, how to adapt to personalities and characteristics of people's personalities that might not jive with yours. You know what I'm saying? And once you're able to do those things, you you could never be viewed as an asshole. If that's you're, the truth, if you're a gentleman, I mean, we we go into we talk about this all the time. Respect, yeah, everybody. we talk about it all the time. You always tell me like, "Hey, you got a lot of responsibility, bro." Like when you walk into a room, you're responsible for how you let people know who you are. Hundred percent. And because when you walk into a room, people want to know who you are. I never really cared to to respect that. I didn't know that it meant that much for a long time because really I needed to feel like something to to be somebody. But now... Searching for validation. Nah, well, affirmation and validation are two different things. Okay. Like I was looking for genuine acknowledgement of who I was, who I thought I was. But were you- like validation, yes, sounds the same, but 
I didn't care if it came from someone that really didn't love and like me. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is 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 acknowledgement the same if the acknowledgement is not coming from somebody who No, no, because the truth is, you know, I I when I was going through my divorce, my 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 my, my ex-wife would tell me about myself. And it came from perspectives of what she's experienced and things she went through and she was projecting a little bit, but I was also, you know, being a certain type of person. And I valued her opinion. I value what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I go from her, like her putting me in this like effed up space in my mind and having to feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Or I don't know how to be a good guy to my mom. And my mom now defending the woman in the situation. Right. One, because she knows who I, who, 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 who I am and how I could be. And two, because she can't help her. Um, her. Nah, she's not the problem here. Let's focus on the things that you got to go, got to deal with. What? So she would always make me out to be the bad guy, and I would, I would feel this double attack, and I, I didn't understand what it was about before. But my mom was always just trying to say, I can't work with her when she's not here, and I can't work with her with the story you're telling me because, forget what, what you th- like, what, what you think is happening right now. What about you is making this happening? And how can we change that? So she really just wanted to work on me. You're the common denominator. Right, in a lot of things. And honestly, I think all men in situations usually are. Well, we, we used to talk about this, well, how like well, we it could go left it's a if we wanted to, or we could go right if we wanted to. I had this conversation yesterday with somebody I'm very close to. And for right or wrong, they sometimes find themselves in these weird situations. And I said to him, I said, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to understand that you are the common denominator in every situation you, you go through. Yeah, you go through for yourself. You know, you know, it's like you have this situation happen. That's sounding crazy. If it only happened to you one time, then you have this situation happen. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds crazy. Uh, if it only second. happened to you one Why time, <laughs> but the fact that you constantly find yourself in these situations that have so many of the same keynotes. Like yeah. if you told me the story that happened on 10th Street, it'd be the same story that happened on 8th Avenue, just two different days, two different times, a whole bunch of different people involved, but the story stayed the same. Why? Because you were involved. Yeah, and a lot of Sometimes times- yeah, you gotta don't. check <laughs> yeah. who the fuck you are, what the fuck you be doing, and how the fuck you affect the yeah. situations and the people around you. Because <laughs> if all this shit is toxic, but none of this shit is related, and the only common strand between any of this stuff is you, well then you, my friend, not you personally. No, well, but this person. It's crazy. I'm laughing. In particular is the problem. So that's I'm laughing because I'm part of it. I'm laughing because I, I I think it took me acknowledging this toxic versions of me that I don't even like. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we talk about it, I'll be like, damn, I'm not really trying to be like that, though. I just think that I've just adapted to a habit of behaving in a certain way, and then I'm trying to because. fix it, and then like, it's like, like it's so it's so hard to 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 fix toxic after it's happened. Yeah, so it's, it's like, you toxic. have to really fix that toxic shit before you go into it behaving that way. Because, you know, and that was the reason why owning it and being in that space was so detrimental to this space I'm in now. Cause now like I got bad habits of being condescending. And it's not my intent to condescend. I just talk a certain way when I'm teaching. I'm I'm 
we've been through a lot. Yeah. I'm guaranteeing you, me and Greg can go through the same thing. He'll tell a story one way. I'll tell a story in another way. Completely. And a lot of times it's because I'm missing the empathetic nature of how to express what I want someone to know. And it's because I grew up in a space where you had it wasn't you it had wasn't about this yeah, defense. That and my mom's never showed me like softness. I wasn't like it, it came out harsh all the time. And I only know harsh expressions to like help you understand that, yo, this is what you really look like. You need to change this and stop talking to me about it. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like I don't really do it the soft and and yeah, because we're not allowed to. We're not allowed to know for the most part. You know, statistically saying, yeah, but I don't know the statistics. I just talk to people about the people I know. We wasn't raised allowed to be so. You know what I'm saying? If you got sisters, I got a sister. We, you raise boys and girls different, yeah. especially when our parents are West Indian and they come from a certain generation. Facts. You know, so we were programmed to be this macho, crazy, tough, you know, super alpha. You know what I'm saying? But the reality of it all is the most alpha, the man that you can find that exemplifies what you can call alpha, if he is honest and if he is truly an alpha, then that person has already managed, you know, to get a hold and control of his own mind, yeah. his own emotions to take a leadership role when he's establishing relationships, new and establishments that are relationships are already that are already established. I think you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like being able to identify those qualities, enhance those qualities, and knowing sometimes when to turn those qualities down because just because you're the alpha doesn't mean you have to be in the driver's seat. I I, I think uh, you know, so being able to do that. Yeah, Jordan Peterson said, I think I sent this to you, I told you about this, he said the most dangerous man is the man that can be violent and vicious, but in circumstances that require it, but he's, 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 he's it's tamed, right. it's controlled. Controller. It's, 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 it's only in a necessary, like if you can, that's the most dangerous man, not the person that's soft and, and polite. Yeah. The most dangerous man is the, is, the, is the person that can be violent, but knows how to be polite. Can be, can be super vicious, but knows how to be soft and, and gentle. And I honestly, like my pastor even said at one time, like, like those who are strong don't need to express strength. They don't need to, to, to just demonstrate strength all the time. Strength well, is well, not that. That's not how strength is used. We don't lift well, our weights kinda, every time. I was just about to say it's yeah. kind of like the approach to the gym. You know, yeah. At, at, at thirty nine, you know, is different than when I was in the gyms in the weight rooms at twenty nine, and when I was in the gyms and weight rooms at nineteen. Mm -hmm. Thirty nine, I don't got to be the strongest guy in the building. I don't even. I don't even desire to be the strongest guy in the building. It's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because it's because because. What life has taught me along the way is like I'd rather be able to learn from to learn and endure over time, you know what I'm saying, than just go bust on the first sign of fatigue, you know what I'm saying, to like just be ready to pack yeah. it in the first time it gets difficult. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that endurance. To be able to endure life struggles, life's twists, their turns, the meandering, you know what I'm saying? That 
is how you start to measure growth. That's how you start to identify things, you know, because through your endurance, if, if, if you have to endure things to be able to identify them. This is true. You know what I'm saying? Because if it beats you up and it kills you on the first go round, you never know what hit you, yeah. you know, proverbially speaking. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's very important that people start to identify this, especially as men, because we're not programmed. We're not programmed to be introspective, to be emotionally connected to ourselves. We have to create this facade for society, for the females that we want to attract, for our mothers, for our for our sisters, for our children. We have to create this facade of this king of the jungle when in reality you just as susceptible to you know emotional hard times as anybody else you know what I'm saying and, and if you can't identify that as a man I don't give a fuck what you could bench press I don't give a fuck what you could bench true. press because you're not strong I started to learn that my impact of the impression I give as an example it's not just channeled on how fly I am or how strong I am. It's how I'm tempered in moments of, of crisis. It's how I'm tempered in moments of, of, of emotion. There are times when you look at me like, yo, hey, chill, calm down. Like, okay. you don't need to wow. take it there. Wow. And it's because, and like, I'm very transparent because if you know me, you know I could be that way. But I'm also in this transition of like learning how to like peel that back a little more and more and more to the point where that's not my first response. And my temperament was harsh because I was in defense mode quick. We're taught that as men to defend ourselves in one way or another, especially when you stand, like if you feel firm about what you believe, like if you're confident, like no one can tell you anything about your temper when you're confident about the fact that you're right, right or- If, you're like, if you feel yeah. like you're standing or something. Yeah. and uh, or for something. Yeah, and the problem I always had was I took defense first. And I also made the problems that were coming at me mine. You think that part of the problem could also be that you're easily offended? Like you, you like a lot of the people who don't well, recognize the sensitive parts of themselves. I'm no longer easily offended. How sensitive they are. I, oh, I'm a sensitive man. Like no, no, but understand, understand. No, I've, I've acknowledged that. that. No, but understand the nuance of that. Like so, so many people want to want to project strength. Right, which is they which is the the, the con contradiction. How sensitive, they really are. <laughs> that's the contradiction. I think that's what it was. If you fly off the handle as a man because you get mad and start yeah. breaking walls, you are showing the world yeah. how strong you are. But why are you creating those displays of strength? No, that's true. Because you are that's angry, <laughs> because and you, you haven't learned to control yeah, your anger. anger. Yeah, this is true. Sensitive this is true. individual. I've had like I've had. I think that was probably the only thing that I should have done as a as a young person to go to therapy for my anger. Because, you know, I did not did not trust people with my emotions. And the only emotion I understood was anger. See, this is this is why we unpacking because it all goes back to you not trained to understand your emotions. No, no, this is a fact. Which but like so I go through these phases. And I'm around, so like that's why I like chilling with Greg, cause what he would appear to be, he's not, and what I would appear to be, I'm not. 100%. And when you're around us, you get a you get this pit bull energy from me, and this very, very 
Which which is yeah, annoying because like I'm always help, I'm always hoping he's on my type of time and he really don't be and then he be checking me and I'll be like damn but right but it ain't which is cool me. no 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 it, it is checking, it's checking me because you check it's, me as well yeah no well I'm I'm but I'm talking about the areas I need to be 100%. checked in you know what I'm saying um it's like if you you know too many times and we say this especially especially in our day and age you know too many people talking about real this real that if if you ain't checking your bro you know yeah no no it's a fact and I I I definitely. Embrace his checks. It's not because I'm afraid of him. It's not because he's bigger than me. It's because, because we we like I will, I will argue with this dude at any moment. I don't I don't want to fight him, but that's not the point. I'm not afraid of him. I'm a, I'm 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 I I really I trust where his energy is coming from. Yeah, you know I'm saying, and I think because of that, because God's placed you in that that authority to like to check me, I can be checked in a way where. Still be humble about. Yeah, it. and I, 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 I be like, yo, like, like I, I do a little something in my mind first, and I'm just like, yeah, he right. My I feel some kind of way. If I mean, but, but and and, and, and you know, and, and, and the thing is that same way when you check me, yeah, I might feel some kind of way at first because because I want to feel the way I feel. Yeah, like I want to feel the way I feel. But if you pull me aside, like, do you out of pocket, my nigga? Like, you can feel how you feel, but you wrong. Yeah, like yeah. don't matter. If you want to feel like that, you could feel like that. And there's been times you told me like you want to feel like that, you could feel like that, but you're wrong. Don't matter. Okay, that's how you feel. Yeah. How about me tomorrow when you realize you was wrong for yeah. feeling like that right now? And and and, 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 and the feel. crazy thing is we like we've gone through these like motions of life too many times to just keep fighting the same the whole narrative. Like you know when you got shit to work on, Facts. and someone checks it. And you just want to ignore it by by responding this way or sticking to this other narrative. That's why I think it's key to build a bond or to with with one yourself to to do the work of impact uh, unpacking. But like, if someone notices that you got a bag that needs to be be like like attended to, allow yourself that space to to not feel attacked. Like we were, we were talking about um, constructive criticism and how. A lot of people don't understand what that is and how that that doesn't have to be It's not a critique. It's not it's not constructive when it's when it's constructive. It's it's, build, it's, it's to build something. Yeah, some it's to would, to adjust the things in you that like you need you we need respond it. with our emotions when people Because all we hear is criticism. Check us and yeah. they and they and they think the word criticize means this person's Picking at me and nitpicking, but in reality, especially when it's there, there is criticism and there's constructive criticism. So adding that constructive, that prefix constructive, means everything that I say after this is beneficial to you in some regard or another. Well, if you if you but can, it's identifying, and that's I think where you're about to go, right? If you can identify what right. is constructive, if you can identify, is what is well, that doesn't really matter. You want to know why? My temperament had to change because I had to understand whatever you're giving me right now is based on you, and if I could first look at that, look at it like that, I can soften my 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 my, my response, my like whatever I want to now use. To 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 receive it or deflect it, as opposed to like being attacked and feeling disrespected. Fact. 
feeling slighted or having to question things on that level because now, now you, because you're trying you to drag it. out something well, now that you don't that even, work. Yeah, right now, yeah, but like before, because you've done. I, I I wasn't the type of person. I could, I could definitely constructively criticize you. I mean, I'm <laughs> slap first type of. I'm not going to criticize nothing. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, there's the difference between us two. But yeah, you know, but yeah. that's but that's, <laughs> that's what people would assume is seeing us. But that's so far removed from who I am. Yeah, that's now. a fact. That's you know a fact. As a matter of fact, when he tells me stories, bro, like I see it. But I'm like. Dude, you don't even act like that. It's a lifetime ago. Yeah, lifetime and it's dope because, like, I feel like I'm nothing like the man I was when I was younger either. And if if you had if you lined up people that grew up with me, they'd tell you a version of me that was totally unbeknownst to who I have become. Also, you have to do that. You have to do that because that just tells you that you're growing with the time. That you're 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 shifting with the experiences. You might not be doing it without having to go through the consequences of life, without having to, to accept the punches and the bruises. But you have to understand you're getting better. Now you're starting to duck. Now you're starting to counter. Now you're starting to understand that you don't need to freaking fight. You don't have to even be in the ring half the time. Sometimes we go through things because we, we, we bring the fight to ourselves. Yeah, everybody who fights you ain't your enemy. Right, you know? right, everybody right. Fight you ain't your enemy. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So it is like, you know... Yeah, everyone was my enemy for a very long time. Because, again, it's more things than we could talk in this time period, but it's so systemic. It's so long-term. Yeah. You know, that it's like, as a black man, your first response to almost everything is in defense. Yeah, you know it's true. So, yeah. You know, so... I, I think um, we're going to have a lot of fun with this, and I, I appreciate... Those of you tuning in, I want you to subscribe. I want you to, I want you to reach out, ask us questions. Um, like definitely make this interactive. Yeah, because I think um, the the be the biggest goal for me is to to be a very stand up, honorable man. And I think like before my money get right, before like I look right, I feel like I gotta feel like the character I've been forging for is the man that's an example of a good man, an honorable man, a trusting man, a man that you can you can you could tap into and, and lean you on. Be reliable. Yeah. You know? And I I think you gotta be reliable. You gotta be honest. You know, and I think that just to piggyback off of some of the things you said, you know, the objective here, you know, the objective for everybody should always be being the best version of yourself. Yourself. Amen. However, the objective here uh, especially for me, you know what I'm saying, is to reach a person who might tune in to something I'm involved in because they mess with the persona that I've created on social media. You know what I'm saying? They 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 identify with the backstory for whatever reason, but the objective is to show those people that the work can be done. You don't have to carry with you all of this trauma that you know what I'm saying? Some people can identify to my story. People hit me up on the gram all the time. Like, yo, I can tell by your name. You've been through some shit. Ah, I'm like that too. Ah. And it's like, I feel like I'm trying my best to show people who follow me, you know, based on my social media, based on the things you've told me about growing social media presence and whatnot. You know, just because there's some things I'm not willing to do, I think I am showing the world that it don't have to end there. 
you know what I'm saying? There's a lot more life to live Thanks. when you leave certain shit behind. You let go of shit. You let go of certain shit, but to the point you were just making, stop being so defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I was so defensive, people were scared of me. Like being uh being the um stereotypical angry, angry black, black guy, <laughs> you know, the big bald yeah. head straight out of jail, tattoos, you know, it doesn't behoove me to be the guy who can't handle his emotions. Yeah. Because especially in today's <laughs> in today's day and age in this city that we live in, imagine me not being able to contain my emotions. Yeah, you're right back where you was at. Right back where I was at. No, I beg to differ. I probably Six dead, feet under. You know, yeah, you're right. With, filled with you're holes. You're right, you're right. You know, courtesy of NYPD. <laughs> you courtesy of. You're right, you're you right. Like, that's how, that's reality. I ain't, you know, that's a whole nother bag to unpack. That's true. However, that's just the reality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it doesn't behoove me to feed into the stereotype. So my goal, my end goal here is to enlighten the people that can identify with me. That nigga that I know is in the gym right now, he too tough to tell his man that he working out with that shit that's going on at home with him has got him on the verge of suicide. So he going to finish work out, but then he going to go in the car, he going to blow it down, he going to cry. But he not going to tell the world he crying. You know what I'm saying? This is to unpack the bags for the people that... They too far gone. They've created a persona to the world that is so unhealthy that they don't realize they are taking time bomb. Like that's my persona. Because I was a ticking time bomb up until last year this time. Like this date, like, you know, the 16th of December, but 2021, I was in a place where I was a ticking fucking time bomb. Like it could have been any day, Mm. any second, any action, any reaction from somebody else. Now, mind you, I'm an unhealthy nigga making moves, but still could be set off by the reaction of somebody else to some bullshit I did. Yeah. You know, so it's it's crazy. Like, my goal here is to explain to people that, number one, you ain't alone. I'm like, like, you not alone. Like, niggas deal with shit. Like, I can speak for myself. Can't speak for everybody else. And if you still, after watching this for an hour, and if you still feel like fronting and lying and, you know, pretending, then this might not be, or I might not be the person you want to tune in for, or this might not be the program you want to tune in to. Because I'm going to keep it a stack. And as I get transparent up here, you know, I'm going to hold interactive viewers and people who tune in and tap in. I'm going to hold them accountable too, because I need y'all to do that to me. You know what I'm saying? Just the same way... We explain the relationship that you and I have, the relationship I have with my wife, the relationship I have with my mother, my brother, my sister. I need y'all to keep it stacked with me. Because if I'm doing the work that I need to do, and I'm being honest, and I'm putting it out there, then I can't allow you to taint my growth by not being the piece you need to be. And if you can't be the piece you need to be, then you have to be removed. You have to be removed because at the end of the day, the goal is to show people that it can be done. Yeah. So I'm going to be an example of what I'm telling people they can do. Yeah. The, the goal here is to help people overcome their past and to unlock their true potential. And I think that, you know, in a nutshell, that's a lot of what we're doing 
with this process while we unpack. We're overcoming things. We're acknowledging things. There's steps. I feel like we're going to put the, that it's together. The beginning yeah, we're going to put overcomes. that together. But like, we're that's the total goal right there. Like to to, to detach yourself from your past because you are not your past, and and find out that there's so much more to you that the world needs that you need for yourself. You know I mean, if if your ultimate goal is to to seek purpose in life, then you will you will have to do these things. You will. And I think your ultimate goal should be to seek purpose in life. Yeah. Um, At some point, it becomes imperative that you figure out why you're here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be... Everybody's not here to change the world. Some people might be here to change one life. Some people might be here to change one person's experience on this earth. Your purpose is something that you have to live day to day in search of. So that means you have to never be willing to stop learning. You have to never be willing to stop growing. You have to never be willing to not let in someone else's opinion. You have to never be willing to close off your mind based on other people's struggles and other people's choices. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Well, this program could grow into a lot of different And uh, that's what we want. And on that note, I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, subscribe. Tune in, like, share this podcast. Uh, we are Unpacked. And you before we go... A, you can throw me a follow on social yeah, media. After. My, uh, th- yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am Aaron Eason. This is Greg. And I want to leave you with this. I, I pray that you allow your actions to be guided by love, your thoughts to be rooted in peace, and your life, your life to mature in happiness. And... With that said, we are Unpacked. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you.